I wrote all through my book. So many stories of people being stupid. It's easy to That's get right. confused. I, I frankly didn't think there were enough stories of people being stupid in this book. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Hold on to your buttholes. This might get weird. Salutations. You're for some reason listening to Burked in the Burk. A voyage to Uranus. What is wrong with you? Stop now. This is a podcast by Portland, Oregon's worst band, Molly Bang, who would rather yak about music than actually rehearse. I didn't know much about DOA. I knew that they were in our heavy rotation and when I was on the radio in college. And I had Last Scream of the Missing Neighbors, but I didn't have any DOA stuff. This episode, Molly Bang talks about the book I, Shithead, A Life in Punk by Joe Joey Shithead Keithley, a Canadian musician who founded the legendary punk band, D-O-A, in 1978. I have uh, War on 45. I bought that in about 82 and then i went back early adopter yeah and then i went back and looked at the two or listened to the two um records before that while reading the book yeah so that's pretty much it which two hardcore 81 and the one after that which i forget the title of let's take a break to appreciate some important emojis cool face with money symbols on the eyes and tongue Musical notes. Hand with medium skin tone making the sign of the horns. Smiling pile of poo. Now, stay tuned. This is what's coming up. And they just pile on and shit right on the pile of shit anyway. Sergeant Nick Penis Band. Which is, I mean, that's one of the greatest band names I've ever heard. Fuck you, David Lee Roth. I'm gonna get you in a headlock, you know. Is is saying that she had a big brown beaver a good thing or a bad thing? Then I've always been confused by that song. It it's the same. The it's the same cover as Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he jacked off to that just as much. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Except for we were both in our early twenties, so I was just like, I'll take it. Sure. You know, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna jack off with or without this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fudge, fudge tunnel and and cat butt. And their album was called Journey to the Center of Cat Butt. Well, what really put it over for me was the When You Let Me, Our Band Could Be Your Life. And it just talked about how they were the pioneers through America and Europe. Yep. And then Black Flag came through. Black Flag even claims they came before them. That's not obvious in the book from this. Right. Mm-hmm. But they preceded all of those like do-it-yourself tours, mm-hmm. and they were doing it from Canada with even less support, really, right? Than those other early hardcore tours. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't care if there was a following. That's right. They, yeah. That's just, what I they love. were just like, we're yeah. gonna just go and play. We have these shows set up. They'd get there. They were canceled. You know, or a lot of times. Cursed so out. Or thrown out halfway. Seven through. people there. Or... Yep. Were you a fan, Scott, before the book? I thought I was a bigger fan than I actually was. I think I got them mixed up with MDC and other punk stuff that I had. So I have the Lost Tapes. Snooze fast. Shut up. Let's take a break and listen to a song by our good friends 87. This is an effing song about wanting to make love to Kanye West. 
It's called Kanye West. Motherfucker. something after they started Mm -hmm. and i listened to it over and over and over in the car and i feel like that and and i listened to their first two albums too recently and none of the songs really like i i like all of it it's early punk but right yeah what's not to love out it wasn't like melodic and then a week ago almost all the tracks on the lost tapes kind of stuck and i was like this is good but yeah, I, I knew nothing about them. I didn't particularly care for the prologue that he wasn't going to tell the stories about all the drunken debauchery. I was like, yeah. right. dude, that's the story. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of his kids got a role in Look Who's Talking Now, 
Right. I thought that was so yeah, I thought that was so funny and like unexpected. And I was very disappointed we didn't get to hear more of it. Right. He's clearly a music lover, not like I hate everything on the radio and I'm rebelling Mm -hmm. against that. No, I mean the guy's covering Buck but Turner Overdrive. Right. I think that was the most surprising thing about his musical taste was Bachman Turner Overdrive, who yeah. I've always disliked. But you're not Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there must be something about that. that well, it sounds, like, it sounds like they're cool guys, and it, it sounds it does. like they put on a great live show. To me, they've been like a, a two-hit wonder that... Dad music. That I've heard a million times. <laughs> and I, I never liked that song, Taking Care of Business, until I heard them cover it, and I think yeah. it's a really good cover, but... To their credit, though, that is, I mean, to be a band that maybe played arenas or whatever, and Mm -hmm. then you're hanging out with DOA, I mean, Mm -hmm. that, to me, was pretty cool. I love that story when they're kicking him out of a bar, and B. Afra's like, I'm not playing unless you let shithead back in the bar. Yeah, San Francisco. Clearly, you know, they had some cred. (laughs) Yeah. I I really appreciated that towards the end of the book, there's a graph or a list of the family tree. I understand it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his penmanship is not the best. But I love the fact uh, that he didn't bother to type it or anything. Yeah, yeah. Take, <laughs> he might as well have been on a napkin. <laughs> take a picture of the notebook. It's yeah. it's like one of those on a uh, Wikipedia, but you can't read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch any of the the live videos or interviews? Snorting dog online. I know. Um, no, I watched some mu- some music videos of like live shows because he's very Canadian the way he speaks, <laughs> which I knew reading it, but then watching the interviews, it totally changed how I read the book and how what mm. I was hearing when I read the book. Did you guys see new music videos? No, Mm-mm. I saw I don't that know, three to five <laughs> songs, and it looks like they'd play in front of a green screen. And then it looked like someone, it looks very not professional, which I understand is kind of punk. Almost looks like making fun of itself. Mm. Yeah. I'm not really sure that they're that creative or smart from reading this book. (laughs) So, you know, you... you, Accidental genius. You hear of these, like, songs that are being written, and then he's like, and then I wrote this song. And you got the lyrics to the song, which in the book on the page they're so small i can't couldn't really read them yeah and yeah. but i was i'd be like okay so then he just ripped off this song and it didn't seem like a lot of craftsmanship or effort with the songs i would say that even though i think there are songs that are good i don't think he's a good songwriter yeah. Yeah. like especially lyrically i'm not a mm-hmm. fan i think yeah as far as punk lyrics go, they're they're fine, and if you're in the mood for DOA, they're they're fine. But mm-hmm. if you just to read some of the lyrics, they're they're it's not pretty poetry. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. pretty Raw. bad, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, yeah. I feel like what maybe made them so unique was they were political. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They kept touring, which is really cool. The nights of like partying all night to get up early in the morning or they've been touring really hard and played a hard show and then they go to crash at a friend's apartment and they've invited everybody over to party with doa did it make you guys not ever want to go on tour because reading that reading what they went through it sounded like it was consistently 
awful. Yeah. Right. I think it was like the alternative would be living in Vancouver, working in a wood pulp processing plant or being a janitor. And yeah. so, I mean, they were, I thought it was really interesting in the book how. Or that one place, the the can place. The can, yeah. Where the guy, yeah, what right. he, he would put his cigarette butts in the that's right. blueberry pulp. That's right. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And then he peed in one of the. Can corn. Can corn. Can corn, and, yeah. yes. The can corn. <laughs> he peed in it and he never ate it again after that. But I mean, if, if you have that dead end, you know, if your if your life is that kind of dead ender, why not get in a van when you're out of money and like Absolutely. drive you know, crisscross around the, like the continent and stay with people who adore you, even though, you know, you're not making any money. You know, that's kind of what mm-hmm. was happening. Yeah, that to me was the funniest thing. It's like, OK, we need to make some money. So we're going to go on the road where they've never made any money. I know. What about the squat that had the toilet that didn't work? Right. And they just piled on and shit right oh on the pile God. of shit anyway I, I noticed through the book this theme of shit going there was along a lot of shit poop. Had. There was, I, yeah, was, I actually have a lot um, of poop stuff yeah, in my in notes book. i have a little yep. poop icon oh yeah that keeps yeah. showing up yep Where, where's yeah, the poop? that's definitely a theme and uh headlocks yeah there were a lot of people put into headlocks i mean beyond david lee roth that uh, there were seemed like uh randy um rampage was constantly either in a headlock or putting somebody <laughs> in a headlock right which was freaking hilarious and then i was just like they're hockey dudes right yeah. you know i mean that's why they're getting people in these clenches and headlocks all you the time it's because they're a lot yeah 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 yep. yep yeah which isn't very okay punk rock, but they played you know yeah. they had a they had the you know sure makes you not scared to fight yeah. i think yeah. he did seem to live in the moment despite all the the problems he had going on and mm-hmm. he, he had to be pretty optimistic overall just to think it's going to get better because he never describes anything awesome. Yeah. Happening. And I think the fact that they lasted yeah. so long is a pretty big deal because a lot of the bands he mentioned didn't last. And I think that he, for a punk rocker, kind of had that balance of, you know, I'll get wasted. I'll hang out with people that punch each other, but I'm also not going to go this far. Yeah. Right. You know, Chuck Biscuits and Dimwit. Dimwit was a known drug user. I mean, mm-hmm. Dimwit had a reputation. He was in the subhumans, and when he was in the subhumans, it was because he couldn't hold his shit together. Yeah. Uh, he was like a functioning junkie. It was known in the punk rock scenes. Chuck Biscuits, same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just basically whatever drugs. And those guys were brothers. Right. So. Addictive yeah. gene. Yeah, exactly. They had yeah. that gene. And I think like Shithead was just more like I, got a, I have a brand going. You know, yeah. um, this can turn into something. Eventually, my kid might be in a Hollywood movie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so he knew if I stay <laughs> with this long to. enough, <laughs> you know, if I stay with this long enough, then, you know, suddenly there's going to be maybe some kind of uh, future, you know, where I can just be Mr. DOA. Yeah. So subhumans, that confused me. Yeah. There's two subhumans. Right. But the one we know about is the UK. The, the one most people know about is UK subhumans. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think it depends. I mean, the UK subhumans are really more popular, but I didn't know about them. I knew about the the Canadian subhumans first. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, from Maximum Rock and Roll, uh, which was this fanzine that was put out in the Would you call 70s, that a fanzine? 80s. I actually literally thought that was magazine. a full magazine. It was a magazine, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that's where I learned about the the different subhumans from from that. But yeah, that was a good publication for sure. This book actually sent me into a, a kind of a deep research hole looking at what was like 
archived online from Maximum Rock and Roll, which is pretty cool. That's a, a, a still around today. Right. Yep. What one of my favorite things about the book is all of the punk names I've never heard of. Yeah. Which could be fake for all I know. But How they just made up <laughs> punk names when they were for anybody who joined the You're band. You're talking or? about the band names or the well, people names? The because like that people names too, Brad yeah. Cunt. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. What were some other ones? I, I uh, loved like making Chuck about puking. Right. The because... biscuits is about puking. It's not about his buns. It's not about but... it's it's about the fact that he was, you know, up Chuck. Yeah. And somehow they got Chuck Chuck biscuits out Sorry. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Nick penis band. <laughs> Which is I mean that's one of the greatest band names I've ever heard, to be honest. It's funny that those guys were like 70s stoners slash classic rock guys when they started out. Yeah. The pictures of them with like long hair. And then it seems like that's how the punk bands start. It's like, okay, you are into glam. You are into like, you know, um, classic rock, psychedelic rock. And then suddenly it's like, uh, time to cut our hair and become a punk band. Oh, yeah, they mentioned the bandmate that had so much punk rock gear that it took yeah. forever to get, get through, through the metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then right. he, like, left. He almost missed the flight, He almost right? missed the flight because That because was pretty funny. So, yeah, so he gets through, and then they get to the right. plane, and he's like, oh, I forgot all my trinkets. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Plane's leaving, yep. and so they, they go to chase him, and then he's, like, apparently wearing a kilt. He's got a mohawk, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden, like, they think they're going to leave, and then they see him on the little, like, golf cart with a light on it and they make it <laughs> and he's totally wasted yeah yeah right yeah he's totally totally this wasted guy did you guys know that supposedly kurt cobain met courtney love at a doa show not i'd never heard that i I'd knew that, that they either. met at a punk show in portland satiricon supposedly he tackled her <laughs> that's what i've heard that uh, they were at the satiricon he's they they locked eyes he tackled her they wrestled around so it started healthy um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Dale from the Melvins says that's not true at all. He said mm. they met. But there's a bunch of different uh, apocrypha about like how they met. So. There's a funny video of Billy Corgan talking about how basically, and I think they had met probably by this point, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. She like went to go see Billy, and Billy was like, I don't want to be with you. And so she immediately went to Kurt Cobain, the next rock star she knew. Uh-huh. And then they were together. Why am I not surprised in yeah. the slightest? That was what he said, but he kind of said it where he's like, I don't, you know, want to talk about it, but if you must know. I'm willing to believe anything terrible that somebody tells me about Courtney Love. I mean, <laughs> she's, she's not the best person in the world. The Babes in Toyland guitarist claims that she was dating Kurt. And then Courtney basically stole Kurt. So I'd heard a little bit about the Bad Class show before, but I never yeah. really got like the full, the full perspective. Like I'd read a little online about that. Oh like, right, a couple years about what ago. a turd Mick Jones was, yeah. and he had his kid uh-huh. out there and trying then, to play drums exactly. up until the last second. Doa, it's like yeah. come on, sabotaging their sound check, and then all the Doa. Yeah. I didn't know the Doa fans like went out and like basically vandalized their their tour bus and wrote a bunch of shit all over it and then for mick jones from the stage to say something about that shitty metal band doa yeah you know which is just like okay you're asking (laughs) you're asking for it so what about the uh david lee roth story i thought that was one of my favorite ones yep yeah 
Yeah, he's a wuss. He's a total wuss, Diamond Dave, <laughs> from what I've heard. Oh, that's right. He was a really com- rich surfer guy. Yeah. Completely fucking drunk is the way that he's yeah. listed. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they they put him in a headlock and trying to get him to do his, which I don't even remember what he the noise he makes. Ow! That, like, yeah. you know that. We, we should we can plug in running with the devil if yeah, you like. Exactly. I mean, it's it starts the first album, first song. <laughs> he just does it to, yeah. through every song. Yeah, it's trademark. But then he's in the headlock, so he can't do it. Right. Yeah, which is great. We're gonna cut off your vocal cords and ask you to talk. It's the old whistle or lose it trick. And then David Lee Roth saying, you know, we're we're really not that different, our bands, you know? We just trying kind of to be like, a nice guy. We're just kind of like do, coming from different places, but we're really doing the same thing. And I'm sure, like, if you're drunk Randy Rambage, you're just like, fuck you, David Lee Roth. Yeah. I'm going to get you in a headlock. You right. Know? Yeah, no, it was Biscuits. Looked at him in half amazement, half in disgust. I don't think so, oh, man. Was it Biscuits, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went into a... a Deep biscuit search when I was reading this. I was Deep really biscuits. fascinated by his development as a drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I listened to the first record and I was like, he's not the Keith Moon protege yet on this record. You know, he, he doesn't really get there. It takes like a couple of records, you know, and a lot of playing. And he's the younger brother, so he's in the shadow of, of Dimwit. But, mm-hmm. um, and he's got something to prove, right? I was re- yeah, yeah. And I was, but I was really interested, you know, because he just started out like, in the practice room playing some bongos being encouraged and then he emerges as this monster drummer compared to keith moon so the first record i'm like he's not there yet but i think it's by war on 45 where i'm just like biscuits is an animal and i remember seeing him with black flag um in 82 i think um that's when he was with them on drums and just being blown away by like what an animal he was on drums he was Mm -hmm. really good and I, then I, I did like fun. how many times he mentioned uh, Keith Moon because Keith Moon's my favorite drummer, and the yeah. fact that he apparently was like Keith Moon was pretty intriguing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went and looked. I, I think at his Wikipedia page. So he played for Black Flag, mm-hmm. DOA, of course, yeah. and then Danzig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Social Distortion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think he's in um, Social Distortion now. Um, there was a litany of others, it seems yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, I'm but trying to think of some other bands, too. And I'd never heard, heard of him. And he's, he's like, you know, punk legend, basically. One of punk's most um, undependable drummers, yeah. from what I've heard, yeah. <laughs> That's so punk Which rock. I also spent, like, 20 yeah. minutes looking at Danzig uh, Wikipedia pages. Uh-huh. <laughs> I... Yeah, I've I've only dipped my toe in Danzig, and the Danzig that I've dipped my toe in, I... I'm not a big fan. Didn't they play with the Misfits? And like, they, one of their first like super, shows. super young. Yeah. The Misfits were, like, super young. And he went yeah. on stage, and he, he thought it was a set list from another band playing a different night, and he started making fun of all the song titles, and one of the big buff dudes from Misfits came up and was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> So they played with Soul Asylum, and they didn't make fun of them, which I thought. I've heard Soul Asylum used to be cool. I've never heard their early stuff. Mm-hmm. But were they punk? Were they? They, they were, were loud, man. They when were I like saw that them. Minneapolis sound. They were like Husker Du. Um, Bob Mould produced their first record, and the horse he rode in on, I think, was their first one. Um, for 
in uh, Twin Tone. Yeah, they were on Twin Tone. Twin Tone, yeah. Yep. So their early stuff is good. It was. It, yeah. I saw I yep. saw their first their first um tour and it was punk. And it was with yeah, the Huskers? I, no, they weren't with the Huskers. Okay. It was just uh they were in Lexington. Hmm. And they were loud. And yeah. then when that yeah. runaway train came out, I was like, is this the same band? Then he started dating Winona. Is that, is that what happened? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. My yep. dad owned that album. Your dad dated really? Winona? My dad, my dad <laughs> fucked Winona like all the time. Whatever. In front of you? Yeah. yeah. Or you could at least hear it from the other room. Yeah. Does she have a big Son, brown beaver? <laughs> is that the Winona they're talking about? Primus? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. She dated Les Claypool too. Oh, wow. So. I, I suddenly like her more now. Is is saying that she had a big brown beaver a good thing or a bad thing? Then I've always been confused by that song because I think it's, it's a great. Thing. I I don't think that they're insulting her at all. I mean, they are saying that it's big, which some ladies would consider to be an insult. But at the no, same time, it was uh, it was aggressive. I'd say that's it didn't the let anybody you could get as a pick on him. Is that you have a big brown <laughs> beaver and that you show it off to all your friends? Yeah, I've had friends like that. So I have a funny yeah. soul asylum story that <laughs> is probably one of the funniest stories I remember. I grew up in Georgia where, you know, everyone's very religious. And I remember one of my friend's parents had acquaintances of mine with her when when she was buying someone a birthday present. The birthday present was the Soul Asylum CD or cassette probably at that time. And it was like, you know, number one album or whatever, number two album. And she knew this person liked Soul Asylum, so she bought it. But it had the naked babies' butts on the... Cover. How does Joey Shithead <laughs> relate? And so she purchased the album, opened it, took out the cover because she didn't want, you know, kid a CD with nudity on it. And she was going to throw it away. And this kid that I know that was like friends of the, <laughs> the lady's son was like, I'll take it. <laughs> In a creepy way. <laughs> I'll I'll take this off your hands. That's so weird. I actually had a similar experience where a friend gave me the first Little Kim album, and he was like, "I don't want this in my house anymore." Because it makes him have weird feelings. Uh, because it's like making him jack off too much. I think. Right. It's on the Little cover. Kim. She's on a bear skin. It's really very provocative. It's the same. The it's the same cover as Prince. <laughs> and and he jacked off to that just as much. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Except for we were both in our early 20s, so I was just like, yeah, I'll take it. Sure. You know, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jack off with or without this exactly, little Kim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to feel guilty about this little Kim cover, so I'll take it off your hands, definitely. The censorship thing is another thing that I don't feel got enough uh, time. Oh, yeah. Well, that whole Tipper Gore thing. Yep. They yeah. were right in the middle of that, I remember. Harm, distribution of harmful matters to minors. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was that it was artistic renditions of genitals. Mm-hmm. Was that the Frankenchrist insert from the dead Kennedys that they're talking mm-hmm. about? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It was a 14-year-old girl in San Francisco managed to purchase this album. Supposedly that may be where the parental advisory sticker came, in, came into existence was this specific case. But, I mean, if you let your kid... Walk into a record store and spend their money on whatever they want. You can't be upset that they come home with art, right? And that's what it was: is it was art, and we should know. Not only art, by it was now. art by the guy that created the Alien, and art by the guy that created the cover of 
brain salad surgery. Like Emerson, Alien like, is in like the, the movie alien. alien. He's been interviewed to say that he thinks that the alien form is sexy. Mm. I'm trying to figure that out. I've been trying to figure it's that totally out for years. Sexy. Well, what is you, it? The second mouth that pops out of the first one? Oh yeah, that could be. And the and the vagina dentata going on with that. If you go to make out with Joe, there you go. and he, all of a sudden the second mouth comes out, yeah, aren't you gonna like that? You can How could you not? Like I would that. I would probably not considering the teeth that are involved. But there's a lot of saliva going on mm, too. Remember see, there's a lot I, of seepage and drippage on the on the alien. Yeah, I'm still not turned on. Sorry. You're so not. if you have if you haven't seen the insert to Frankenchrist, it's literally <laughs> yeah. like eight assholes with Hold eight on. dicks going into those assholes with eight assholes. I might under start it, to be on the size of the Canadian police out. here in a minute. So Makes I you see. want to listen to that album. Frank and Christ? Yeah. Yeah. I personally think the Shriners in the mini car is more offensive on the cover. I love that. Yep. Than, than the dicks going into the assholes on the insert. Yeah. So more, more band names I like. Sick Fucks, Dayglow yeah. Abortions. Have you not heard the Dayglow Abortions? I I don't think I've heard their music, but I've heard of them. Yeah. I haven't heard of the Sick Fucks. Yeah. That was a new one for me. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is Never graphic. That is not just arty. That is... Scene? Say it. Like, Say it, mom. Say it, Tipper Gore. Because of the way that they're positioned, hold on to your buttholes. This <laughs> might get weird. So there's this I Japanese porn out there where they're girls, but when they get excited, their clits get so big that they can fuck each other with it. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's lesbian sex. But it's lesbian sex with dicks. So straight guys like it. Straight girls like it. Gay guys like it that aren't completely out of the closet yet. And this looks like that. Is there some kind of male version of this where guys... Get a Madam Butterfly thing going on? Get small. Well, what I have seen... it's kind of like a vagina? No, they go they go so far as to like the labia become like balls, hmm. and but it's but it's clear that they're not like fucking the so butthole the because fantasy? there's still a butthole. <laughs> so what is the what? So what is the fantasy like? If you're watching that and say you're you are a lesbian, <laughs> is the idea like that you wish that you could grow a penis just for that experience? I have had a conversation with one lesbian that said that she was very disappointed that without a tool, she could not truly fuck her girlfriend. Mm. But would it be like so sensitive at that point if it was that engorging? I think so. You wouldn't even want, you wouldn't want the wind to blow. Yeah. It's like when, when adult men get circumcised yeah. and then they can't handle the brushing up against their clothing. Right. Yeah, it seems like it would be a terrible... We got derailed. I never. Yeah. I didn't even know I was this circumcised is, is, until I learned about circumcision. In, uh, what, chapter four? <laughs> and Sharon knew somebody like he was 19 or 20 in college and like he comes to, comes to college, which I can't imagine. It's like, okay, you don't want to get aroused. It's like, okay, I'm 19. My dick is permanently hard. Yeah, the wind blows and... It, yes. Yeah, no, I couldn't imagine. I, I've, I've known one adult man who has had to get it done, and it was it was for medical reasons, and it was after it was because an injury, he thought it would be cool. No, it was after an injury, and he had a lot of really bad swelling from mm. the injury, and so as part of the healing process, they had to remove it because it was like cutting off circulation. You have more band names? 
to get back on track. No, no, no. I, I'm, he crashed I'm his motorcycle. Keep going. And landed on his penis. <laughs> I did want to say, we already skipped past this, but so the idea of growing a penis <laughs> and then it just going back where it's not in your way to me, yeah, sounds it's like a white guy's life. A <laughs> grower, not a shower. Be like a dream. A grower, not a shower, man. Like I feel like it's like in the way. Yeah. And like if I get kicked there, it hurts more. Yeah. So if it could just be functional when I need it. Detachable penis. Yeah, Thank exactly. you, King Missile. <laughs> I found it next to a broken toaster oven. I took it home, washed it off. Do you ever have the the scene or the scenario where like suddenly one of your testicles is missing and you're just like. <laughs> Shit! What happened? And you start pushing, and it Both pops back them. down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, and my right. penis. Yeah. One of yeah, my yeah. first boyfriends that happened, and he didn't warn me. <laughs> it's. Just... I got very confused and worried. Yeah, that's nice. I've been and worried that's not coming back. I'm just like, where? I'd been right. down there before with him, and and Wait to go down there again and be like, well, I knew there were two. I could have sworn what? you had two of those. <laughs> hey, hey, mister, are you holding out on me? Are you only half as aroused today? <laughs> well, and I mean, this was when I was like first figuring out that I had a vagina. So, of course, I knew nothing. How old were you? And, oh, you know, like eight. <laughs> no, this is like, you know, 16, 17. You, that's when you figured out? No, I still haven't figured it out. Yeah. No one ever figures I got it out. There. And I knew that he was like a nervous virgin too, so I was like So you didn't mention it? No, I immediately thought that he that was like that he was nervous injured virgin. and being unwilling to tell me because I was near his penis. And that he didn't care what happened because I was near his penis. So most people don't care. Yeah. When you're near. <laughs> There was a Portland band called Nervous Christians in the 90s. I remember when I first moved here. Okay. Yep. I like it. Okay, so another band named Fudge Tunnel. Oh, yeah. Fudge Tunnel is great. (laughs) I think. you listen to them? I think that they were in heavy rotation at the the radio station. Really? Yes. Fudge Fudge Tunnel and and Cat Butt. (laughs) Cat Butt. And their album was called Journey to the Center of Cat Butt. I still remember that. Maybe wonder is there a chocolate tube band? A gerbil tube lariat. <laughs> That's so fun. I actually wrote down all of the bands that I was on a bill with. In Let's the hear book. it. Many bands in this book. So Nirvana, uh, Overdrive. No, no, not BTO. I would love to play with them. Sex though. Pistols, Clash. Uh, Youth Brigade, Seven Seconds, Verbal Abuse from San Francisco, who I forgot about. And then reading this book, I was like, that's right, verbal abuse. These are all punk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all these kind of like scrappy van touring, you know, um, bands. So D. Kreutzen from Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Played De with Kreutzen them. was great, man. On, um, what were they on? Touch and Go? Yeah, D. Kreutzen. D. Kreutz, It means the women who grow giant clitorises that can be it's used a, as a penis. I think that's Das Domin. <laughs> oh, right. It is Das Domin. Das Domin is the women who <laughs> grow the giant clitorises. And I, I, I think Diamanda Glass <laughs> did it on uh, on tour. Yeah. Uh, Crucifix. Yes. The cru- the you, you played with the Crucifix? Uh-huh, yeah. Steve Shelley's first band. Guy from Sonic Youth. Um, Scream. Uh, Pre-Dave Grohl. And I think with Dave Grohl at one point. Um, that's pretty much it. And on page 219, Christine Aby 
was um, somebody who I bought drugs from here in the nineties. <laughs> she comes down here in from Portland. She comes down to deal. Yep, she comes down to, and she was always talking about shithead. And when this book came out, she was like, "Shithead better mention me in this book." The amount of times that he slept <laughs> it, on my fucking floor. It does you know, he? And yeah, page two nineteen. Oh, okay, like okay. right at the end. And she's like a copy editor, and so she came down to the lash in the book. She drives down from New York where she lived before Portland, New York City, where she was a big rent control advocate, punk rocker, and I'm mm-hmm. sure a legal substance you know, dealer. Probably shouldn't use her real name here, but it's in the book anyway. Uh, and she went, drove down from New York to Pennsylvania for their last show. But I, when I would go over there to buy sweaters, which was our code. Um, <laughs> sweaters. <laughs> the, guys, the guys at college at all got high called it a warm coat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd go get sweaters yeah, from warm her. Warm coats you yeah. need to buy. I'm going to buy about an ounce of warm coats. Yes, right. Yeah. I needed an ounce of sweaters. We bought a lot of sweaters from her in the, the 90s. Cardigan, so. a pair of socks. Yeah. And, so wait, what is this? What is this sweater? Weed. Like, a, you know. Where did that originate from? That was her thing. Just just know, her thing. Call me and like, what do you need? I need like two sweaters. And, you know, I'd be like, are you knitting? I'd be, Christine, are, it's, it's John. Are you knitting? You know, yeah. What do you need? Two sweaters? Yeah, come on over. So, so I'd go over and just s- in case people were listening in on the... Okay. Yeah. Nobody's oh. ever paranoid well, when they smoke weed. Well, you know, you gotta be, yeah, some kind of bad code, so... But she was always talking about shit had this and shit had that. And, you know, I better be in the book. And also, um, Dee Dee Ramone used to stay at her house, too. It was on, like, Stark and 28th. So, like, any band that came through. That's where she the had Good the Foot connection, is. Right across the street yeah. from Goodfoot was her, her house. I'm, I'm really disappointed in, like, the little that Portland was mentioned. I was, tr- I was hoping to find some place that was still around that they'd played at. And then we could try and go have drinks there or take a shit a there since or they took a, a shit, shit everywhere right. yeah yes what was the first punk show you went to that was a no-name punk okay. show it was local. just a local yeah, thing so, yeah. but then after that fudge like, tunnel yeah, it was fudge <laughs> tunnel i wish it was fudge tunnel it was it was giant clitoris lady <laughs> that's a good idea and then we're there and we're like just getting hammered and the guy's like the next band up's like, man, I hope it's like just some shitty metal band. And they're like, next up is Snow White. And it was just this total Cinderella ripoff because Cinderella was huge. Right. And they were all like dancing out. They were buff and had their shirts off playing rock and roll. Nothing upsets a pickle lover more than a dull, soggy pickle. Always insist on the proud pickle. Heinz, no compromise, no shortcuts, no soggy pickle. Heinz stops at nothing to give you a pickle that tastes the way no other pickle does. And like the countless times of not getting paid and them going to confront yeah. the people or beat them up. They're keg, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, guy was the like, promoter had an after party. We don't have enough money for you and the other band. So but we're going to throw a party tonight. I like this story where they're playing someplace and some guy is supposed to set. It's like a festival or something. And the guy is supposed to 
do the sound. All right, it's an electrical issue. Yeah. It's a total electrical issue. It's not yeah. had nothing to do with the sound. They were actually going to yeah. get electrocuted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the guys, I forget who it is. But it was somebody sound checking for them that wasn't. Yeah, it was Randy. Rand, yeah. Randy, Randy was stuck on the microphone getting shot. He was shots. dancing. Yeah, yeah, they thought he was dancing, <laughs> yeah. but he was getting <laughs> electrocuted. Yeah, they say that when you're testing, if, like if you're worried if something is electrified, that you always want to grab with your right hand so that you ground out through the right side of your body instead of hitting your heart. And he was grounding himself through his chest. Right. And then he went back on stage after that, that he was rattled, and then they convinced him to go back out. Ha- have you not had that happen, though, Deb? As much as you sing, have you never just got the blue streak between both eyeballs? Absolutely not. No, I've watched my dad get shocked many, many times, and I don't have any... My, my dad is unbreakable and is constantly... It's like the movie Unbreakable, like he combined both the bad guy yeah. and the good guy, where he's constantly getting injured and yet he survives. Right. He has on multiple occasions, because he's never willing to hire anybody to do a job for him has found ways to shock himself including you know when you take the cover off of a off of an outlet and uh, to paint around it and there's the two screws on the sides that hold the wires on yeah you're not supposed to touch those don't put your tongue on it don't grab them with a finger on each screw i mean it only arches through your hand so you're fine there but no, he has on two separate occasions caused the power to go out on the house because it went through his body. The first quote-unquote PA, because it wasn't a real PA that we ever had when I was growing up in bands, um, I would get a shock every time I touched my lips to the microphone, <laughs> and I still wouldn't learn. So what you're supposed to do when that happens is you just kind of eat the whole mic. Yeah, yeah. Deep throat Well, it. I'd just be like, you know, right there. You know, and so... Random, but I I like the part where uh, they have the landlord Ed, who would just try to use their bathroom all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he would just be like, "I think I got shit my pants." I'm always excited by a story about somebody shitting their pants. You should you should listen to the new Sedaris book, or read it. I I listened to it. You could read it actually. It does like a peasant. It is. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Yeah. Like a plebeian, you could read it. Well, I, I wonder. I wonder if he did. I wonder if he did it by memory, or if he literally just. He was an awesome note taker. I mean, those early ones where he was like taking the bus and using flour and water to put his posters up. That was amazing. And and getting like the cops showing up, being like, "This is obscene." Yeah, they didn't have glue, yeah. so he made his own glue. <laughs> like, who's too poor to buy glue? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You can just like not eat a full meal and buy glue. It's right. like a dollar. Which is why gluten fucks your system. Because it's glue. Because it's glue. <laughs> that was like one of my earliest memories. We were just dealing with Sharon's new gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And like I come and I play with Molly Bang and you're you're at the K-hole waiting tables and you're just like, God damn it, if I have to hear one more person ask if this is gluten free, I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> The reason I was so angry is because the girl that I was living with did not actually have a gluten intolerance of any sort. <laughs> Even if it is something that like truly bothers you, it would be like we'd go get Thai food and she'd ask for the gluten-free soy sauce. And then literally, I swear to God, this happened. I'm not exaggerating. We take it home and it tasted too good. So she threw it away because she thought that they used regular soy sauce. This tastes delicious. 
Gluten makes me horny. That's why I don't eat it. Oh, because you don't want your dick to just fly off. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Dicks fly off. Panties fly off. So I, I like the back of the book where it mentions uh, they list everything. So, you know, 25 years, 3,000 shows, 10 vans. Yeah, I don't know how they got to the 10 vans. 331 tires. Two, Who's recording this 212,000 beers, which that's crazy. They counted every single one. Uh, nine riots, 28 punch-ups, 27 busts. Is that correct English? Busts? Oh, uh, I don't know. Partridge in a pear tree on Death there? Death sound men. What, is, what does that mean? I have no... I, mean, I think... They hated the sound of the show. Yeah. Okay. Busts. Something I was very impressed with in this book is uh, while um, I'm, I'm seeing this from a different lens because I have a vagina. Mm. And uh, while this was very uh, male-centric, I do, actually. <laughs> I get, I know, I get all uppity about it. And you guys will be like, let's pull out our dicks and measure. And I'm like, but I don't have one. That's what we were planning on after we... Right. We were going to touch tips. God, every time, every time. <laughs> Just touch and then nothing Not, else. Yeah, then <laughs> no, but you can't no. look at each other when you touch tips. <laughs> just for a second. You, you have to look away. If it's just for a second, it's not gay. Yeah. It's not. Um, but they, uh, it is a very male-centric book, but I don't think that that was at all by intention. It's that there was no women around, but. They didn't have women in what, what year was this? Like 19? Yeah, it was men only. In the 70s. Um, but he always made a point of like commenting when that there was a female musician and he was uh i can't remember what the name of the band was but one of the early bands that they were working with uh the the all girl 15 year old group and then like later on with the slits and he always makes a point to mention all girl band yeah Mm -hmm. go girls and even at one point i noticed instead of saying uh men and women he says women and men which is small. It's a very small thing, but you know, it's one of those those things where you can't just say it the same way every single time because he's then a decent guy. In. Yeah, and it's that <laughs> that shithead. That shithead. Yeah. My one complaint is I, I think he should have been called Shardhead. Personally, they they didn't have shards yet. They didn't have shards yet. No, <laughs> I only fart or, or pooped. They didn't fart and poop at the same time. Right. That's a new in in. Invention. So, Deb, have, have you the the one book you should ask John for because he loaned it to me is the John Doe discussion about the L.A. punk bands, mm-hmm. and it talks a lot about that early scene where the Go Go's were actually part of that punk scene before mm-hmm. it all splintered, and they said it was very female inclusive, mm-hmm. yeah, until the TSOL dickheads came up and started beating the shit out of everybody, yeah, and the whole hardcore the scene band or the fans, they're both, both. yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. There are Orange County jocks who would just show Should up. Should I not like TSOL? And jo- yeah, I'm a little. It's hard for me to like them. I love TSOL, but I, I'm I'm conflicted. even he talks about it himself on Grisham. on YouTube. Jack Grisham, yeah. he's like, you know, I, sometimes I wake up at night and I think about somebody's eyeball popping out where I kicked him in the skull too much, and it's just like, but I'm not gonna feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the point is, I I agree. There was. No women there. There were yeah. f- there were literally four women in our scene, mm-hmm. and they were hardcore. Yeah. Kurt Cobain was talking about how really the future of rock is 
women. Yeah. No, and that's uh recently we, both Scott and I went and saw the Breeders and uh, their their warm up band it was called Post Pink, and I really really loved them because they weren't pretty, and they weren't melodic, and they were screaming, yeah. and they were m- messy, and they were amazing. Have you heard or seen Sailor Poon? I've heard of. <laughs> I listen to any band with Poon in the title. And <laughs> it gets way better. So they're a three-piece from Austin, all mm-hmm. women, just total punk and awesome punk. But the um, their their merch that they you know have at their shows are granny panties. With Sailor Poon on the back. Nice. <laughs> and their first album, which to me has multiple meanings and is very dear to my heart, is called Poony Tunes. <laughs> That's beautiful. And they're great. I, I wholly recommend Sailor Poon. If nothing else comes out of this podcast, everyone go listen to Sailor Poon. Do they dress like sailors? They do not. They, they are just, they're just women. So I liked the story of how they became called DOA. <laughs> the guy <laughs> says, after a couple of songs, he said, hey, you guys are good. My name's Harry Homo. You be the band. I'll be the singer. We'll make a million dollars, and we'll call it DOA. And then on the next page, it's like we realized <laughs> after the first show that Harry Homo was a great guy and a good front man, but he lacked something essential to all music, timing. So for one page, the guy named DOA. Yeah. And his right. name Was is that the Harry one that Homo? walked in with a right. girl on each arm? Again, yeah. is there not an entire encyclopedia about that story? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He comes in with a girl on each arm. Why is some... he so pimp? Yeah. Like, what makes him think that he's so great? We never learned that. Like, Whatever happened to Harry Homo? <laughs> so do you guys like the name DOA? I do not. I don't either. But really? but yeah. the reason that it's I don't too, like it's it. It's too of the time. I mean, it's not very original. There was SOA, I don't like DOA, DRI. I don't like Ackermans either. I think Shithead got really lucky because he knew Dimwit. I mean, that's my take on the whole band. Like, Dimwit, yeah. Dimwit played everything. They were just like, okay, he was the drummer. Then we needed a bass player. And it's just like, what's Dimwit doing? Yeah. Oh, he's in the subhumans. He's willing to join us again. We need a guitarist, you know, before we get like, uh, what was the last guitarist name? Dave. Mm-hmm. So they're like, what? we need a guitarist in, in Dimwit. You know what I mean? Like Dimwit was like the yeah, multi-instrument. He, he was like and, the And talents. on that video I mean, that you, a... you sent out when you're like, you know, showing about the Montgomery brothers, yeah. it's like Dimwit wasn't going to get paid because uh, they couldn't play the show. And he's like, fuck that. Yep. And he plays the bass and the drums. Right. There, the, the the book that I bought, I bought this one used. Uh, there were six stickers. There were six price stickers layered over each other. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's gone around the block a couple of times. But, yeah, there yeah. like I would have loved to have seen an index that said Victorian pork on this page, this page, this page, this page, yeah. and this page. That would have been really helpful to yeah. help. Like Or a fudge tunnel. Or right. a fudge tunnel. Exactly. Or Sergeant... Penis Nick Band. Vic- Victorian Penis. Pork is my favorite of the names, just because it's a, a, a nice, you know, back and forth of fancy and not so fancy. <laughs> no, this rambling train of thought that the book was was actually initially when I picked it up, kind of hard for me to follow. I don't normally read biographies, or uh, it felt kind of like. And why is that? Why do you not like biographies? You don't because like real life. Basically. I well, honestly, with 
<laughs> I want to identify with the lead, the hero, mm-hmm. let's say. And um, in this case, um, I think that his his stage name is very appropriate um, because I cannot identify with this man because he is a shithead. There are a lot of of circumstances where I read about something he did, and if that was a friend of mine and they did that in front of me, I would not be their friend anymore. You're kind of a shithead. I think if you compare him to other punks, he's not that bad. He's definitely not that bad. Yeah, it seems like he's he's a a saint saint. compared to. He is. But if you compare him to like TSOL guy, I mean Jack Grisham, that guy's. If you compare him to anyone that we hang out with, he's a shithead. Yeah. It would be hard, I feel like, to be friends with him, not just because of him doing that, but because mm-hmm. also the people he apparently just hangs out with constantly seems so obnoxious yep. that to go on tour with them, even if I'm okay with him, mm-hmm. just all the other people he had to hang out with. It does read like the only thing they ever do is drink Canadian beer. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think really think that's the no, case. No. No, no, way. no, because no. they're I fist fighting. Sure they're, they're like fighting each other in the van. You know, they're doing that that yeah. with the meat scene, and it's just like like you said, you know, Dimwit didn't. Dimwit was probably coming off of like you know heroin or something mm-hmm. and freaking out, or you know, just or that scene where they Dimwit wants like ninety dollars from Wimpy to oh, buy the no, jewelry the that ring. has like. Uh, oh, it's got a tag for $1,800, so it must be valuable. And you know, Dimwich just like, I'm going to buy this $2,000 ring for, you know, $90, and then I'm going to trade it for heroin and be yeah. high for like the next two weeks. You never buy jewelry off of somebody in a parking lot. I mean, yeah. maybe it's just that it happens more often now, but I feel like that's one of those just really obvious scams that you should know. Yeah. Right. What do yeah. you buy in a parking lot? Uh, hookers. Yeah. Uh, crack. Okay. Um, those things. Those. Uh, that's standard parking lot. Those material. are standard instantly parking lot transferable materials. materials. Right. Depending like you on know what you're getting within so minutes. So when you buy a, maybe a oranges, in a depending lot, on where you are. It, it, that's on the up and up. It's <laughs> going to be worth that value. Yeah. Right. Sorry, if I buy yeah. a hooker, where? If you buy a, a hooker in a parking lot. You know you're getting your money's worth. Where's the ring? You don't know until you have it assessed, right? Exactly, exactly. You look Who at a hooker and you can tell what she's worth yeah. right then and there. For $200, you're not going to get the easy one. Weed? Yeah. Um, is this I mean, if you're buying a $90... blowjob for 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, I mean, you can assess a hooker her value by, by, oh, by first glance. That was a $2,000 blowjob. I don't know, man. I've never had a blowjob. <laughs> Yet. Do you think, on a side note, that with technology and with all the things they can do, that they will be able to create one that will grow like that? Absolutely. (laughs) I absolutely believe it. Because right now, they can like... So you only have erectile tissue in a couple of places in your body. And uh, erectile tissue. So it's the part that makes... Your penis Frenum. get bigger, makes clits Clitters. get bigger. It also is the tissue inside your sinuses um, that gets. Which is why it feels so great when grows. someone. <laughs> yeah. It feels so great when someone puts their dick you, in your nose. When you lie. No, it's uh, when you get when you have an aller- so allergic that's the, reaction. That's the real story behind Pinocchio. Get, yeah, it's that. <laughs> his erectile. He's getting a huge boner wrong. on his face. Yeah, that's what Tinkerbell was in the in the lie. Um, lie. T- yeah, Tinkerbell in the toy box yelling lie, lie. 
Lie to me, Pinocchio. Um, but no, you have erectile tissue in your sinus cavities, and that's what gets uh, inflamed and engorged when you get... Uh, Question. Infection. Does that have anything to do with when you sneeze it feeling so good, or is that... You know, that's a really good question. Orgasm. Yeah. And sometimes you, like, sneeze, and it hurts really bad, and nothing comes out. Oh, yeah. Blockage. Yeah. I imagine it would be like... No, but you can have... Um, for injuries, they can like take erectile tissue from a cadaver and put it in your business. Really? To help repair uh, crush injuries. Crush? Do, do they, they crush put, put injuries. it in your business and then make it erect or they It'll work again, yeah. No, from from the article that I it's read. It's a grafting thing. It's not just yeah. someone shoving a cadaver penis in your It's not just a full cadaver penis. No, it's <laughs> it's a Franken dick. <laughs> Oh, Franken Christ. Um, no, have you guys seen Kiss? Circle. The Drew Barrymore movie? Mm. No, that's never that's been never kissed. been kissed. No, this All is, right. This is about a woman who breaks into morgues and gets a man erect for one last time. T-S-O-L. And <laughs> T-S-O-L? Code blue. I want to fuck the dead. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, and fucks him. And it's one of the greatest movies ever, I think. Kissed is one yeah. of the greatest movies ever? I mean, well... You're, you're being serious with that, about that? It's worth watching? I mean, I really enjoy watching it. I can't say it's like The Godfather or 2001 is Space there, Odyssey, but it is very enjoyable. Is there like a time limit? I mean, because I imagine it has something to do with rigor mortis. Is there like a, a remember. It's butter well, zone for, for when you can fuck a corpse? I don't know. All right. Mm, since we've de- delved into this, how are we going to wrap this up? How much time we got left? Well, I mean, however much time you want to take, but I was wondering, you know, conclusively, personally, I, I've i suggested the book. I like the book okay. Play. I feel like he felt an, an urgency or requirement to give props to everyone yeah. rather mm-hmm. than tell the story. He did that the, a few times where it was like, obvious that he felt like he owed someone something i, I feel the same <laughs> way like thank you i feel the same Biafra, which i don't like i don't think biafra yeah. definitely and johnny lydon all the shows with pill at the end he made yeah. sure to cover those very thoroughly mm-hmm. yeah he wanted he wanted the <laughs> sorry a deep geek dive here he was writing the salmarillion not the lord of the rings right <laughs> yeah so he called people geeks a lot it never sounded like someone that most people I know would refer to as a geek. It just sounded yeah. like someone that was his enemy that didn't have the same beliefs. Or yeah. their beliefs right, not like line. a nerd, a weird not like a tech guy. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood what he meant when he said geek. Yeah, it just sounded Jerk. like his enemy, yeah. like someone that he currently, at that moment, didn't like. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, It was weird, but I kind of like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it maybe, maybe it's a regional... Thing. No, I felt like there was a lot of uh, instances of like not liking the crowd based on probably the way that they dressed, and like not liking the hippies just because okay. they were long-haired and greasy, and like, I mean, I, 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 I th- it's okay to be long hair and clean, John. <laughs> greasy even. <laughs> but it just it feels like you know we're all we're all on this on this crazy spaceship together right and uh like there was one scene um where uh a friend of theirs gets beat up on beat up by some jocks 
and they decide to take it out on the jocks, but they don't necessarily beat up the same jocks. They're just beating up similar jocks. Right. Yep. And that is... Which I'm okay with, personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, of yeah. course. But, <laughs> at this, I mean, if we, if we want to be truly forward-thinking humans, we probably shouldn't beat somebody up because of the way they act and dress. We should beat them up. Why? Because they're gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the hairy homos because they're <laughs> geeks. Yeah, Reagan was a great orator when he died. He went a complete cocksucker like he was when he was alive. <laughs> so going going back, one of my favorite stories. They they lived on ten dollars a day each mm-hmm. until one time they got stuck in a jam, and he's like, "Okay, two two bucks a day for everyone." Yeah, and he's like, "No way, we can't live on that." And he's like, "Look, dude." A six pack is what pack of cigs is eighty nine cents, and a six pack is a dollar twenty nine. And that's and you, your food. And that's your food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I was curious about is, it doesn't sound like he was able to save up money during the years he played Dude, constantly. Yeah. But and then you he know, retired. he had a daughter in the movies. Yeah. He had zillions look and zillions of dollars. Now from look who's talking too. That's a huge franchise. It look was who's talking eight. You know, yeah. after I just learned that about when they eat how the many <laughs> freaking like, <laughs> what are we on Sharknado? Fucking 20 or something now. I'm okay with that. I am. All the other franchises can stop, but I I actually enjoy Sharknado. No, my, I still haven't seen one. My lovely Don't judge me. At least watch the first one. My, my, my super deep and no intelligent husband about. watched one of them uh, without me and uh, tried to explain it to me, and I just couldn't. I, I, and it was like number three or four at that point. It takes point. a lot of explanation to explain Sharknado. Well, there were three. things like somebody gets sw- eaten by a shark and then like later in the movie like blows their way out of the shark. Of course. Like they didn't get like torn up or anything on the way down. They get swallowed whole. And they like, every ha- they like, it was like they got swallowed and then a gun got swallowed. So they got the gun and shot their way out. Nice. Watching a movie is about entertainment value see yeah <laughs> if i, I like explain, reading a book <laughs> if i explained like some shitty movie to you you'd be like he explained it i don't really remember it mm-hmm. you will never forget what he explained to you about sharknado that's true because it's unforgettable and it's that's true it's bad it's supposed to be bad and i can understand if you don't want to watch the sequels it's worth watching at least the first one even if you hate it you won't forget it that's that's all I'm gonna say. Well, I do have this tradition with a friend of ours where we uh, we watch bad movies and then we um, we buy cheap weak weak beer. the The point is you have to buy weak beer, otherwise you're gonna destroy yourself. And we watched the the new version of the Jurassic Park movie, the first one. Two people threw up out of the three of us. Like three quarters of the way, we were like, I can't do this anymore. It's too ridiculous. Please don't make me drink. Did they throw up because the the dinosaurs look so real? Yeah, that must have been it. It is cinematic. It is high budget. It is entertaining. It is a nonstop of general impact action fueled thrill ride. But it's not a good movie. <laughs> okay. Kind of want to see it now. We all watch Ben Hur. You don't need to see that. No. Way too long. <laughs> Way too long. Do not start your classic movie night. With Ben Hur, people will not come over again. 
we have not yeah. been able to do another classic movie, movie night. night like more than one movie we were trying to watched. set up with our friends a list of all of the great movies that everybody has to see but nobody's ever seen hey also guys you ever want to get on this I this is something we're this. trying to do yeah rosebud look who's talking to that's what we should have done doesn't look who's talking to have some like some like pop culture myth out there that there's like a shadow of like a dead man in the background or something this was maybe I thought that there was like one there was both it was what them. like a guy Wizard killed himself in the oh, yeah. shadows in the background he, I the swear midget, there's the another one little person hangs himself midget did you say midget I don't think mid- I I don't think midgets offense. We can't even. We're gonna have to erase this whole entire. <laughs> there's drive. A, no, there's a term little for person like the... is not offensive, but midget is. Why is midget offensive? I I agree. But dwarves. If you hear dwarves, you think of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I, you I think, think of, of a, I think of dwarf. somebody living in the, in a hole in the ground. Yeah, I don't think yeah. of a a, a a beautician. I think of people stool. that are gonna try to gangbang a princess. That's... Yeah. Yeah. And you know modern. Lady dwarves are also in a lot of porn. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, know you. A lot about porn, Deb. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately, no one can see the face <laughs> Deb just made. <laughs> no, I um, I do know a lot about porn, and I don't really have a good answer why, because it just happens that I have conversations with people, and they tell me it's about what we do these at work. They know about porn. She and doesn't. Then, I mean, maybe it's because I've worked in bars a lot, so I have conversations with people when I'm completely sober and they're completely wasted, and I learn about a lot of things they don't right. would wouldn't normally admit to. And uh, no, I the, the, the five hours of porn every night. There's five dollars worth of porn. Five dollars worth. Of I, thought gonna, I was like, <laughs> what are you? Why are you internet. paying for porn? <laughs> so I was watching Carnival right as I was reading all this, and. I'd, I'd been watching videos of shithead. There's a there's an actor, and I think you guys have all seen him. He's been in numerous movies. He's been he's never like a main character, but he's been in like Oh Brother, and he's been in like TV shows. He's been in like My Name Is Earl and stuff. His name is uh, Frank Collison, but he looks just like shithead, few years older, but he's got this face that looks like he's been beat up. He's got one eye lower than the other, like somebody punched him really hard and it shifted everything. Ooh, there's a p- picture of him wearing a pussy hat. Hmm. Am I wrong? Does he not? No, no he... it's the same shape head for sure. I found a picture of him as a cowboy. But don't his eyes seem like they're not lined up with each other? Oh my God, I have a last thought, and oh, that shucks. is changing your name legally so that it phonetically looks like how it sounds. I totally get it because I uh, oh. I come from a, a, a chain of, of, of English and Scottish people who have uh, who have made the change. I I, mar- I married into a family where uh, uh, they the name was a mistake uh-huh. through in Ellis translation. Island. Uh, well, it wasn't. It probably wasn't Ellis Island, but it was the same idea. They were asked. Uh, it was yeah. It was Ellis Island. It was uh, or they were asking, "What's your name?" And the immigrant part of the family didn't understand and they said where they were from instead of their name and so they ended up being trandom because it sounded like trondheim and it's in right. norway it's miller so Wait, it Norwegian? wasn't even a hard name i mean they make fun of it in robin hood men in tights hmm. so like, is the original you changed name your name to Shite-head. latrine Shite-head. well it used to be shit house yes. 
right. shit heed. I think <laughs> it was shit heed. And shit he was it. like, I just want people to stop calling me shit heed. I get this legal now. It's shit head. Not I had shit somebody heads. over the other day and they saw the book sitting there and they were like, I shithead. And I was like, can you read? Shit fade. My, my, my in-laws were here and my niece was in the bedroom looking at my books and she came out and was like, I see you're in front of the grandparents. I see you're reading a book called I Shithead, A Life in Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's parents are in their 80s. They're like, of course he is. Yeah. She was like, I we like, never liked him. She was like, I like, <laughs> I like punk rock. So I got her the um, Slater Kinney biography, the autobiography of, um, what's her name? Carrie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which I've read. It's pretty good. Is it good? Yeah. All right, Deb, would you would you recommend I Shithead? Um, I would recommend it if you are seriously seriously interested in the punk scene. If you've got a long bus ride, uh, if you have good attention span. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a... Love it. Love it. Not really. It's a good springboard to look into other things. If all things. the books were burnt on the planet. I would be <laughs> very disappointed this is the only one left. <laughs> Come on, really? There's like 20 times where there was a word, and it looks like he just looked up a synonym and threw it in there, and it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. And it was it stood out Well, it's just lot. Canadian. Those a few... Those a few... <laughs> There's also a couple they're typos. They're not speaking English, there's, Scott. There's they're some, speaking Canadian. <laughs> I always totally get disappointed when there's a typo. Canadian. I felt when I was reading it that there wasn't really a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they went from one good thing to the next, but and, there was just so many. And of I'm them. okay with it almost being like a list. Definitely cemented, which I think this is the purpose, cemented his, his place as a first-generation punk rock statesman. For the amount of brain cells he has left at this point, too, I think that it's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it is you know, very I mean, impressive the times and dates and people yeah, involved. Yeah. Um, somebody must have been writing some shit down. Uh, you got to write it down. Until the lights go out. Yeah, until until the big, big EM pulse comes around. That's right. It is amazing that, you know, if you cut off the sleeves of your shirt, someone wanted to punch you in the face. Yeah. Because you were an asshole. Yeah. But in their defense, someone went to the effort of making that sleeve and then you're just destroying it and also people that get cold or hot easy then you can give them their sleeve your sleeve (laughs) save the sleeve cut it off carry it around in your bag and when somebody gives you shit be like oh are you cold oh put your sleeve on conclusion i should hit half erect john yeah i'll give it a thumbs up for effort yeah got yeah sure thumbs 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 you have them. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, it depends on if you, yeah, if you like DOA, I think you should read it. If you oh, like, absolutely. If you like I, Jello I, I Biafra, mean, if you like MDC, if you like Canadian punk. Killed the squatters. That's what I say. All right, I'm going to cut it. Cut it. Goodbye. See you later. Go, 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 goodbye. See you around. The bins. The farewell bins. I just want you to go boom boom in your panties. <laughs> you say our top story is we go boom boom in our panties. <laughs>